So you want to hear about a book, but you're always on the go. Just sit back and relax, my friend, because I've got a mini-sode of Dustin Can Read. The Taking of Jake Livingston by Ryan Douglas There's a boy scrambling for his life against an unknown entity that's in his bedroom. He's trying to get away from a knife coming for him, but it seems impossible to stop as it quickly launches itself at him. Repeatedly. Wait, what? A floating knife? Another kid is watching. He wants to help, but he can't. He knows he couldn't help anyway because he already knows what happens. The boy he's watching already died. Violently. And he may not be the last. Jake Livingston can see spirits. He sees their deaths play out over and over again in what he calls, quote, dead world. Sometimes he even leaves his body when he sleeps, astral projection. It witnesses these events happen in sort of flashback sequences. A home's decor may change. A phantom car may drive by. Maybe he'll hear voices of the living that manage to cry out before someone's demise. That's dead world. However, not everything is always visible. Many times Jake just sees pieces of a horrific scene or just some visible parts of the dead person as they die on repeat. They die, rewind, repeat their death, rewind, repeat their death again. It's a horrible view to the world around him. Not only that, he often has ghouls that stalk around watching him. They're those demonic-like entities that are always hanging around. It seems they are just waiting to pounce. <sighs> This sounds horrifying, and to think Jake's been dealing with this his entire life. Can you imagine? Watching dead people all the time? It kind of reminds me of Paranorman or The Frighteners, except he doesn't get to communicate with the spirits he sees. He just watches them get killed over and over again. It's freaky as hell. Being a secret medium at 16 hasn't been easy for Jake. Neither has being one of the only black kids in his all-white prep school in Georgia. On top of that, being the closeted gay black kid around so many homophobic assholes like Chad Roberts. Imagine being in class and not feeling like you had anyone to turn to when privileged jocks like Chad keep openly harassing you about your race. Or when the same kids corner you in the locker room to mock your socially awkward nature. What are you going to do, huh? What are you going to do? As I've mentioned before on the show, I was the quote gay kid in my high school, and I'm definitely socially awkward. I felt isolated from that alone. However, I didn't have to deal with being racially profiled because I had the privilege of being white. I also had a good bunch of friends and acquaintances that came to my defense in a few times that I was picked on for being gay. I can't imagine what Jake would be going through. For one, I'm not a medium that sees scary images of dead people all the time. Also, I'm not black. I don't know the ins and outs of paranoia a black person might have living in a predominantly white area and going to a white school. 
I don't know that fear that might come along when you meet eyes with a cop on the street, or the accusing way someone could look at you when you walk into a store. However, author Ryan Douglas does an excellent job of providing us a glimpse of the isolation and the fear someone in Jake's shoes may face. This is what I love about fiction. It helps give us a taste of someone else's world, someone else's experience. Someone white like me gets to grab a bit more knowledge of what it means to be black. Not only that, we get a better understanding of the lack of representation for queer black kids. Hell, for kids of all color. Jake makes sure to tell us, in many ways throughout the book, how it sucks not having this representation. It made me stop for a second and realize how often I looked up gay stuff in school. And it was mainly white or light-skinned people in the articles I read, or the movies and TV shows I saw. I get mad now that I know that this was the case. No one should feel that left out. Psst. <laughs> Not only do we experience Jake's world, the prejudice, the isolation, the fear, but we also get to see that of another kid, by way of a diary, interspersed with Jake's tale. This kid's name is Sawyer Dune, and we come to realize early on, Sawyer has a familiar dark tale. He's a murderer that killed a lot of kids one day when he brought a gun to school and opened fire, before ultimately killing himself. Jake isn't entirely sure, but he thinks Sawyer might not be done with the living world just yet. There are certain clues left behind from some recent murder victims that lead him to this. In fact, if he's not careful, Jake may become Sawyer's next target. In reading the two boys' separate stories unfold, we can see some things that Sawyer has been through that reflect in similar aspects of Jake's life. I won't go through these things because it would spoil the plot, but this made me worried for our hero Jake. What the author is showing us is how someone can quickly be led down a dark path, one they may not be able to turn away from, one that they might not want to turn away from. That in itself is scary to me. You never know what might set someone off. So I think it's better to just be kind whenever possible. This book is definitely a reflection of the mental health problems that many misunderstood kids face. Ryan Douglas dons many hats as an author in this, but it doesn't feel too preachy. It feels organic and honest. He lets us see Jake's world without telling us the bad things we should learn from it. Any smart reader, kid or adult, can see that. As of this recording, this book has been out for about a month now, and I'm seeing it pick up steam. I would definitely recommend this to the horror enthusiasts out there. It's definitely not a lighthearted ghost story. There's gore and creepy imagery all up in this. Decaying bodies, bloody deaths, and even a scene that's straight out of the 90s movie, The Craft. I will say that this is not for most younger kids. It's definitely more mature than I was expecting, but not in a bad way. It's gritty, and it doesn't hold back. I could actually see this book being split up into a television series. There's so much to work with and even more opportunities to continue Jake's story past the events of the book, which is something I'd definitely like to see. I wonder if Ryan Douglas has plans for a sequel. Hmm. I would like to thank my good friend Shelly Toy of the Tales of Point Horror Book Club for sending me this book. I enjoyed it so much, Shelly, or should I say, lovely. 
If you have any questions or comments about The Taking of Jake Livingston by Ryan Douglas, or just want to comment on the show in general, please reach out to me via Twitter at Dustin underscore Holden or on Instagram at Dustin Can Read. You can also reach me on email at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. Also, if you feel so inclined, please be sure to leave me a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you listen to the show. It would be a huge help, and any feedback of any kind is is awesome. I really appreciate it. Also, if you want to, you can check out buymeacoffee.com slash DustinCanRead, and you can leave me a one-time tip there that does not require any registration whatsoever. That would be greatly appreciated as well. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, Dustin Can Read!